0: Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast.
1: So we are on our last weekend of the Breakfast Gobbler series. And it's had some really, really good stuff, some challenging stuff, because it's talking to each of us as individuals that represent the neighborhood church. Um, So we've been talking about culture, and culture being this air that we breathe, um, and we want it to be healthy, life-giving air. And we've learned four of our air quality measurements. So these, in the past weeks, Pastor John has spoken, these are questions we should be asking ourselves each day up until today. So are we exalting and enjoying God? Are we outdoing one another and showing honor? And are we being the greatest people in the world? Are we serving? Um, And today we're gonna conclude this series with the last one, and we're going to be a culture that delights in God's word. So let's talk about this quote just for um, a few moments. Culture eats strategy for breakfast, which I know you guys have heard quite a bit. These aren't my slides. I don't have any, (laughs) so that's all good. But this quote right here, culture and strategy for breakfast, that no matter the programs or the strategies that we put in place, it all comes down to culture. And that's what we've been talking about, culture, this air that we breathe. Some people call it the personality, or the glue that holds everybody together, or even I've heard people say the soul of who you are. So it's much about a feeling of belonging and a sense of purpose, this common passion and mission for the entire church to contribute to. And a healthy church starts with a strong foundation. So just like the human body, we need strong bones as this foundation, and when these bones are broken or cracked or fractured or even weak, it affects the body's ability to remain strong and to perform the functions from which it was created. And the same is true for culture. As a healthy body requires flexible muscles, healthy culture requires flexible minds that have been stretched by this continual learning. It's important that each of you as individuals, not just as a church whole, are continually learning. Learning keeps us growing, and it also reminds us that we don't know it all. So it keeps us in this posture of humility and our muscles of ministry must remain flexible and pliable and willing to move so we don't become irrelevant to the generation that we're called to serve and the ones we're called to serve with. So everybody needs to kind of stretch and learn and grow and lean together. And one of the most important components of a healthy body is blood. And it's rarely seen but if it stops flowing correctly, the body's in a whole lot of trouble. And it is a powerful internal source in our human body as a source of life. As it is with the church, the power that we hold through the blood of Jesus. It must remain always your central focus. Without it, we become an organization that just simply does good. But without focus on the purpose for which the church was created. There is power in remembering each and every day the sacrifice of Jesus, his blood that was shed for us and for those who we serve, so that we all can be in relationship with him. He has to be our central in our personal lives and remain the source that keeps this vision and this strategy going going forward. So it's funny how the Breakfast Cobbler Gobbler series has talked about eating breakfast, and even the graphic shows food. And now we're going to be looking at a scripture today in Jeremiah that refers to actually eating the Word. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. Jeremiah, he treasured up the Word of God in his heart, and it became his joy and his delight, and he was readily ready to receive all the Lord had to offer for him. In the same way as a hungry man might devour a life-sustaining meal. The word of God is sweet and wholesome. It's nourishing. It's nutritious. It's strengthening, life-sustaining. So for in it, there is all that we need for life and for godliness. See, his word towards us isn't disconnected or separated from his love for you and his care for you. The whole picture here is God. So you have to picture that when you open up that Bible. Picture when you open it up that the word of God, this God who has called you by name, who loves you, who cares for you, who knows you. He sent his son to die for you. Keep in mind that this is the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of angels, of armies, the God who reigns and is sovereign over everything. This God knows you. And when you open up his word, he's speaking to you. He's giving you words that are intended to satisfy you and to delight your heart, to become a joy such that you want to just eat them because you want to digest them and take them in. So my question today is have you discovered this delight in the word? So often we discover God's word for somebody else or we read it only to get a certain scripture, or we read it at church, or maybe even in a study, or maybe in a tough situation. But have you discovered it as a daily pursuit, like food? Just as you pursue food daily for physical nourishment, we should be pursuing the word for spiritual, like the spiritual food for spiritual nourishment. We partake the word in our lives. So in Matthew 4.4, Jesus had gone 40 days without food, and the devil tempted him, and you'll notice his response. He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, which he's quoting from the Old Testament. Therefore, the discovery of God's word in our personal life should be a daily pursuit, like we pursue food something we're hungry for, something that we need, something that strengthens us. So I encourage you today to rearrange your priorities and to make the your relationship with the Lord with the Word by discovering who he is through the Word. Be like Jesus, determined to see the face of the Father before you see the face of any man. So I challenge you as um, with a prayer from the Psalms. There's actually two different Psalms. And I read these almost every single morning. once from Psalm 5 and once from Psalm 143. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. And in Psalm 143, 8, Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you I do trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift my soul up to you. So I conclude today uh, with a quote from C.S. Lewis, and it says, the moment you wake up each morning, all your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists in shoving it all back, listening to the other voice, taking the other point of view, letting the other, larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in. So now Pastor John's going to conclude the Breakfast Gobbler series, and he's going to dig much deeper than I did in being a culture that delights in God's Word. Thank
2: you. Pastor Delights. and verse number 16 I shall delight in your statutes I shall not forget your word verse number 24 your testimonies are my delight they are my counselor. Psalm 119 and verse number 35 make me walk in the path of your commandments for i delight in it verse number 47 i shall delight in your commandments which i love verse number 70 their heart is covered with fat those arrogant people but I delight in your law. Verse number 77. If your law had not been my delight, then it would have perished in my affliction. Verse number 92. If your law had not been a Verse 143, sorry. Trouble and anguish have come upon me, yet your commandments are my delight. Verse 174, I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Delight. To have supreme satisfaction. Delight, a high degree of pleasure. Delight, a great joy. Delight, a squeal of excitement in your soul. Tonight we look at the fourth and final emphasis of the kind of culture we are going to have in the neighborhood church. And this last ingredient, ingredient as Pastor Yasmin has introduced it is we are going to delight in God's Word. We are going to delight in God's Word. This is really important. If we don't have a wordness about us, if we don't have a wordness about us we are going to uh, have worldliness there's really no other choice we have to delight in God's word Father would you help us now Come in the sweetness of your spirit. And would you speak very clearly to each one of our hearts about this really, 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 really important subject. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ever lost your joy? ever wake up and think, I used to be happy? Maybe part of the problem is we've been delighting in the wrong things. Maybe part of the problem is we've been delighting in the wrong things. Jeremiah 15, 16. uh, Pastor Gassman, Already quoted it, when I discovered your words, I ate them. New Living Translation says, when I discovered your words, I didn't just eat them, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. God's Word, our joy and our heart's delight if we have the name of god marked on our heart if we bear the name of god in our life this book is supposed to fill our hearts with with great joy and great delight it's supposed to be our heart's delight psalm chapter one verses one to four this force of scripture will be familiar to many of you how blessed is the man who Who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his, there's that word again, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in its season, its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked aren't that. that way. The wicked aren't that way. They're like chaff, which the wind drives away. What's the What's the What's the key here to stability and fruitfulness? our lives. What's the key here? The key to stability and fruitfulness, it is to be a person who who delights in the law of the Lord. It is extremely satisfying to you. It, It brings great joy to you. Getting into this book just it makes your heart bubble with joy. Light is in the law of God. We don't want to be useless tumbleweed. We want to be like those fruit trees that are planted in the Okanagan Valley that are strong and rooted and bearing fruit year after year after year. None of us want to be identified as chaff, useless, weightless, rootless tumbleweed. We want to be people who delight in God's word. We have a choice. Are we going to be marked by wordness? Or are we going to be marked by worldliness? The people of God, the neighborhood church, our culture is going to be a culture that delights in the word of God. Delighting in the word of God is a difference maker for all of us. Three things I would say about that. It's part of the cure for discouragement and depression. I'm not saying it's the only cure. I'm not saying it's wrong to go to doctors. But I'm saying it is a part of the cure for discouragement and depression. Psalm 119 verses 24 and 25 your testimonies also are my delight they are my counselors my soul cleaves to the dust i mean i'm down i am low i'm cleaving to the dust i'm eating dirt how do you get revived revive me according to your a major help and cure for discouragement and depression. When we uh, first entered, entered COVID and we were only having online services, I, I sat down with Rowena and interviewed her. And uh, As I was talking to her on the way into church tonight, uh, you were in a pretty dark place at one point in your life. And she shared that night how she began to write God's word out on index cards and she began to devour the word God and delight in God's word and eat God's word and she got stronger and stronger in her heart and her spirit. When you're down in the dumps, when you're in the dust, when you're in the dirt, Delighting in God's word is part of the cure. Number two, God's word, delighting in God's word, fortifies obedience. It fortifies obedience. Psalm 119, verse 9, Wherewith, how can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it according to your word? Verse 11, your word I treasured in my heart, that I might not sin against you. It's the word that fortifies us. Psalm uh, 119, verses 34 and 35. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes. I shall observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. It says, delighting in the word of God, delighting in his statutes, that brings us understanding It brings us to the place where we observe the law and keep it with all of our hearts. We have a choice. We can be marked by wordness. Or marked by worldliness. Culture, neighborhood church is going to be a deep commitment to delight in God's work. And thirty, it sustains us in difficult times. Psalm one hundred and nineteen, verse one hundred and forty-three. There, or do I need to look her up? I have to look her up. Psalm 119 and verse 143. Trouble and anguish have come upon me, yet your commandments are my delight. When the trouble comes and the anguish comes, where do we run? Your words are delight. We run to the word, your commandments. delight. So God's Word at the neighborhood church is going to be a source of delight and excitement and extreme satisfaction. It's going to be our culture around here. We are going to love this book. We're going to love the Word of God. We're going to delight in the law of God. We're going to delight in the revelation of God. We're going to delight in the principles of God. So what's that look like? What's that look like? Well number one we're going to make a Bible our Bible. I think this is one of the most important spiritual disciplines we all need to develop. Make a Bible our Bible. Buy a Bible. Write in it. Underline in it write dates in there where God does significant things in your life write down truths you hear in bible studies and sermons and and write that stuff down my my good wife uh i don't know if this is making a bible her bible or not but uh she's got the principle down anyhow and she is determined to give every one of our grandkids uh, when they're entering when they turn 12 one of her bibles and, and it's been transformative for them when they pick up Grandma's Bible and it's the gift they get on their 12th birthday and they begin to read her comments and the things she's written in the margin and the things she's underlined. And all of a sudden the Bible isn't some dry book. Suddenly it's alive. You need to have your own Bible that does that for you. You need to make a Bible your Bible. Wave at me, Tammy, would you? Tammy's been hanging around here for, what, two months now? Yep. Great addition. And Tammy uh, somehow figured out that a prayer meeting Monday to Friday at 9.45 a.m. is open to everybody, and she started coming. And Friday was a precious day for me, Tammy, and I'll never forget it, and you're probably not going to forget it, too. I bet you you can even wave it at us right now. Two of the ladies who attend uh, Friday morning bought her that Bible, and Tammy's going to take that Bible. Yes. Sure. <clears throat> Tammy's going to take that Bible, and Tammy's going to make it her Bible. We all need to have a Bible that we're in and we're reading. And we're studying and we letting God speak to us. through. We're going to make a Bible, our Bible. And you say, well, I don't have a Bible yet. Well, you go to Kennedy's parables this week and you buy a Bible and bless them and get yourself blessed. If you can't afford the Bible, tell them Pastor John sent you. And I'll uh, do something for you somehow. Number two, we need Bibles. All of us need Bibles. We need to make the Bible our Bible. And secondly, we're going to pray the Scriptures. I wish I had known this 45 years ago instead of just 5 years ago. But this has transformed my life. I read the Word of God until I find something that jumps off the page at me, and then I stop, and I pray that scripture, I just stop there, and I pray. You see, the authors in the room. The author's in the room and you can talk to the author when you're reading scripture so somehow in the last four or five days they ended up in 2nd Corinthians 11 and I have been praying the last half of verse number three four or five or six times a day ever since 2nd Corinthians 11 verse 3 I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness your minds will be led astray so our minds can be led astray we can begin to think about the wrong things we can begin to believe the wrong things that your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ and here is the prayer I've been praying over and over in, uh, for the last four or five days. Oh God, help me to keep this thing really simple and pure. I want pure, a pure and simple relationship with you. I don't want this thing to get complicated for me. I want it to be pure and simple. Just keep me devoted to you, Lord. We drift away and we begin to get excited about all kinds of things. This thing, that thing, another thing, the latest thing. God, keep it pure and simple for me. I just want to be devoted to you. I just want to be devoted to you, Father. I pray the scriptures. Read, and when something jumps up, stop there and talk to the Father about it. We're going to be people who who pray the scriptures. Every, uh, every week we prepare some scriptures for you to look at that will help you be better prepared for uh, our message and we put them on our website. So let me just quickly walk you through this. You go to our website, the neighborhoodchurch.org, and when you go there, it will look something like this. When you get in there to get to what we call soap, which is our, our daily devotion, you need to go to those triple bar thing up there in the corner. I'm sure it's got a fancier name than that. It's also on the bigger uh, laptop page. Uh, on the top right corner. Click that and this is what will come up for you. You'll have these kinds of choices. Next Steps About Us, Sermons, Calendar, Resources, Church Life and Give. Go to Resources. And when you click Resources, Resources come up. And then you scroll down Resources and you'll see something that looks like this. Soap Daily Devotional. Click on Soap Daily Devotional and every week of the month, there will be a portion of scripture for you to read. Week one, we're talking about enjoying God. This week, hit her again, scrolling down, scrolling down, you'll get to week four, and I hadn't quite figured out the title at that point, but Loving and Praying God's Word. We're giving you tools. We're giving you tools. Uh, read the scripture, but more importantly, when you're doing your SOAP, pray the scriptures. So what does SOAP stand for? Scripture, observation, application of the P is for prayer. Pray the Word of God. Pray the Word of God. Number three, uh, we are going to get together in neighborhood groups and delight in figuring out how to, to live this book. We're gonna to get together in groups. Groups will matter at the neighborhood church. Some people think I'm just making this up. I'm not making this up. This is my firm conviction. If you only have 75 minutes a week to give to getting together with Christians, you only have 75 minutes a week to get together for Christians. My first question would be: figure out why you've only got 75 minutes. That would be my first question. But if you honestly say, yeah, I'm not watching about 35 hours of television a week, uh, if you can honestly say that, you've only got 75 minutes a week for Christians, then please go to a group and stop coming to church on the weekend. You'll grow quicker in Christ in a group that you will by listening to people. That's something like that to say. Get involved in any... So this was an exciting place on Thursday night this was an exciting place on Thursday night. 50 young people, 50 teenagers, some of them just about to become teenagers, gathered in this church and they made commitments to be a part of six different groups and they're going to go three out of four weeks every, of every month. And they're going to get together in groups. And they're going to discuss God's word. They're going to learn God's word together. If our teenagers are doing it, friends, we need to stand up as adults and lead the way. I want to salute uh, tonight the homes that have said to Pastor Ethan, Hey, you can count on my home being open. And they're opening their home up on Thursday evenings for a group of teenagers to come in week in and week out, week in and week out to study the word of God together. We're going to find groups and we're going to get into God's word and we're going to delight in learning how it applies to our lives. We're going to learn how to live it. And lastly, we're going to love sermons and Bible studies (laughs) at the neighborhood. We're not going to say, oh, another (laughs) sermon. We're going to say, oh, another sermon! We're going to love sermons with the neighborhood. We're going to love Bible studies with the neighborhood. Because we understand they bring light. I I remember uh, Janelle... Sunday night, I preached for a call here in early 2002 and everybody here was just faces for the most part. I'd met the board of deacons. Sitting in the second row right up there was a lady who about three times in the sermon as I was speaking went, "Hmm." Mm. And I grew to learn and know that that lady was Mary Joe Moore. She brought strength to my soul as I pastored her. I miss her. She's with Jesus. I minister and I preach and she's eating it up. Mm. 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 Delighting in God's way. thought I'd seen it all. I was asked to do a leadership thing a few months ago. And when I was done, I said, Pastor, we really appreciated you being with us today. leadership. We're going to be a culture of honor. We're going to outdo one another in showing honor. We're not going to get worried if somebody gets some attention we didn't. we just want to outdo one another show showing honor. We are number two, going to be a congregation that's noted for exalting God. We're going to be a congregation that enjoys God. Nobody wants to come to a church with a bunch of miserable Christians who are criticizing each other and can't figure out why God's so mean. We're going to enjoy God. And we're going to be people who delight in God's word. And we're going to be the greatest people in the world. We're going to be people who are deeply committed to serving one another, serving God and serving our community. We're going to be a church that heeds our culture. We're going to be a church that pays attention to our culture. We're going to share together in communion. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. We haven't had communion together since, uh, since March. I um, don't you know if we had communion know, in March before the government said we couldn't come together. I think we haven't had a communion since February. We're going to share communion together. As uh, you were coming in, uh, we did offer everybody a, a bread piece of a bread wrapped in a cup. We'll just tell you how to get into it. But if you don't have the uh, bread in the cup yet, ushers are just coming to the front. We're gonna partake in communion in a moment. Just raise your hand if you'd like bread and come back and now. Let's stand and worship the Lord together as we prepare to partake in together
0: We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.